0: Hey, it's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on SiriusXM Patriot. For the longest time, one of the pillars of the American dream is, is, was, and is, and hopefully still will be, home ownership. The Biden administration, has a housing supply action plan, Uh, The goal, they state, increased the inventory of U.S. homes over the next five years. So let's dive in with Emily Hamilton, uh, Senior Research Fellow and Director of the Urbanity Project at Mercatus. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me.
1: Uh, Hi, David. Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right, so let's dive in. Uh, you know, I, I've interviewed a number of people on the housing issues, the builder industry, the National Association of Home Builders, CEO Jerry Howard, and others. And I've known some of these people for some time, builders who build large uh, you know, swaths of homes in different forms, vertical, single family, multifamily, you name it. What's the housing plan that the Biden administration has?
1: The Biden administration has put forward a plan that would roll back some of the uh, local regulations that stand in the way of housing construction by incentivizing localities to adopt zoning rules that allow for more housing to get built and local zoning regulations are the root cause of housing affordability problems across the country. These are rules like requirements that each new house has to sit on a large piece of land or rules that prevent mobile homes or apartment buildings from getting built and make it so that uh, there's a limit on how much housing can be built within a locality and drive up the cost of housing that is permitted.
0: So, in doing this or issuing this uh, this plan, was there a review done of resource in these communities? Because if you build, you must have water and sewer resource, electricity, basic energy infrastructure and you can't overbuild your available resources. Was any of that done to come up with this plan?
1: The federal government has um, not, as far as I know, um, done that that type of study, but they're not forcing localities to permit um, housing in any specific locations. What they're doing is rewarding those localities that do permit um denser housing to be built with grant money. And the um, administration's plan, there are a lot of details still to be worked out, but the, the plan as it's been presented is to reward infill construction, which means allowing housing to be built in places where there's already that type of infrastructure in place.
0: Okay, so their plan is, if I'm getting this correctly, including infill, which is a problem in the type of building put there to incentivize to build, uh, not to tell the localities, by the way, it's a little bit of a trick question when I think about it, because the federal government can't assess every locality in the country, they just don't have the ability to do that. And You know, in looking at the builder world and what needs to be done, there is a lot of calculus, need, affordable housing components, density, of course, being a big part of assessing the population, need, migration, and more. This sounds to me like a fluff plan that has a lot of faults in it.
1: Well, I think it it, um, does certainly have a lot of details that remain to be seen. In order to be effective, a federal grant program that successfully rewards those localities um, that do allow housing to be built, these grants need to go to the right localities, those that actually engage in land use planning and issue building permits. Whereas past federal proposals have focused on um, rewarding, for example, localities that get community development block grants and allow for more lower-cost housing to be built. But those community, those um, localities that receive community development block grants aren't necessarily the same localities as, as those that actually create zoning rules and issue building permits. So it's important to get the, the right grantees in place, and it's also important to reward the right outcomes. The administration's plans focus on rewarding localities that adopt zoning rules that appear to allow more and lower cost housing to be built on paper. But this doesn't always happen in practice. So, for example, many states and localities across the country say that they allow accessory dwelling units to be built. These are an additional unit at the site of a single family house. So like a a backyard cottage or a garage apartment or a basement apartment. But accessory dwelling units rarely get built in many of these localities that say they're allowed because there are so many barriers um, like designing them in the correct way or um, difficulties that localities put in place in terms of getting financing for building. These units. Um, So rather than rewarding the zoning rules on paper, I think it's essential that a federal program that um, incentivizes more housing construction rewards exactly that those localities that are actually demonstrating they're allowing for more and lower cost housing to get built.
0: Boy, if they go after community development block grants, they're going to piss off all those CRAs around the country who literally, and mostly Democrats, by the way, in urban environments that have been abusing these various programs and not getting anything done for decades i just sat in on a meeting recently at a cra and watched a fight between the block grant side of things from the county and the cra side of things from the community and that goes on all the way across america i i, I look at this plan and look there's an incentive to build to for any reasonable management in a city, whether it's a large city like Miami, uh, a small area of the country, a more rural suburban or even exurban, based on need, based on uh, migration into the area, all the things that are needed to be there. What I don't see here and correct me if I'm wrong, is any form of truly uh, I don't know detailed plan, just an announcement. I mean, if a, co- if a community needs to build or a city needs to build workforce affordable housing, for example, it's something they will do because it supports the city's needs on a number of fronts, not just for firemen, police officers, first responders, but for the workforce. That's why you would do and do as many communities do build workforce affordable housing. To me, this sounds like nothing more than an announcement with no foundation.
1: Yes, I, I do think um, that much remains to be seen about if this um, federal program um, will um, will materialize, and if so, how effective it will be. Uh, but the problem is that many localities across the country aren't permitting that workforce housing to be built. Um, And this is oftentimes because those workers who would like to live in that housing aren't currently living in those communities. So their voices uh, aren't represented in debates about whether or not new housing should be permitted. Rather, it's uh, homeowners who already live in a a given locality whose um, voices tend to be disproportionately Considered um, when determining whether or not to allow more housing to be built.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm curious. In this, not curious. This goes along with what you're ta- talking about, and you wrote about this in January of this year. Uh, zoning rules areas like Boston, New York City, San Francisco, Washington D.C. All right. Here's a history with here's a history and an issue combined, and I'll contrast that, for example, with Miami. All right. One of our largest cities. I know factually I've been to the meetings. It's kind of a family business in one way that workforce, affordable housing is being done in Miami because of need. San Francisco has priced out their workforce out of the the, the city market. So has New York city. I've said for years, the people you need to make the city run can't live in the city or even close enough to it, which becomes an additional cost. Uh, time and uh, from an economic point of view. And these problems seem to be more prevalent in highly liberal areas, which doesn't seem to match up with what we're being told by the Biden administration.
1: Well, I certainly agree with you about uh, San Francisco and New York City, these being um, very blue jurisdictions that um, aren't living up to their stated Um, objectives of creating more opportunities for those people who need it most in the country. On Miami, uh, they are allowing much more um, multifamily housing to be built relative to their population compared to many other coastal uh, jurisdictions. But they still have lots of rules like single-family zoning that prevent neighborhoods Um, and property owners from providing more housing at a lower price um, relative to what they would do if they were allowed to.
0: Look, these issues are not going to be addressed by the federal government. They may have a role to play, but when I hear a housing plan and an incentive – and very little underneath the plan in a form of a foundation and assessment even to get to the plan. It sounds to me like more politics played because housing is a buzzword you can use, especially during election cycles. So I've got a healthy skepticism here and I've seen this play before. We've seen similar plays, uh, the, the HAMP program. We've seen the things like the Mount Laurel decision in New Jersey to try to force housing. Whenever it seems that the bigger authority comes in with an idea irrespective of the local need, you either get very little done or bad ideas done. I've seen housing development in single family homes in New Jersey built into community Given to people who did not have either the economic capability to maintain those homes, they went in with this occupy for five years and you get a adjusted rate. They had all kinds of plans, and they've ended up blighting some of those neighborhoods. This sounds so eerily repetitive.
1: I do think that the federal government is very limited in the extent to which they can encourage localities to allow more and lower cost housing to be built through grants. And in part, that's because the places where more lower cost housing is most urgently needed is oftentimes in some of the highest income parts of the country. Um, So places like the Bay Area or the New York City suburbs. And these places don't necessarily need these federal grants in order to provide um, infrastructure and other uh, public services for their residents. Um, State policymakers, on the other hand, have more options available to them in terms of setting some limits on the extent to which their localities um, can block housing construction and particularly lower cost housing construction. And that's because localities get their authority to regulate land use from their states in the first place. So state policymakers are on very firm ground if they want to set some limits on how much localities can block housing.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for the common thread between, say, in New York City, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Boston, even though they have Charlie Baker as governor, but mostly liberal leadership. Uh, the policies that are being set by the very people that have caused the problem seem to have a common thread in a lot of these states. Illinois has a big problem. What's the common thread in the state house in Illinois? I mean, they, they seem to create the problem with lack of a plan, then come back to the taxpayers for the solution in part or forced behavior rather than assessment of the need. Uh, I don't know, maybe politicians should get out of the housing business and bring in people <laughs> to help them understand it.
1: Yes, I, th- I think that's um, very true. The um, The home builders and housing market offer um, a a very clear path toward building more housing in those places where costs are currently very high and demand is very high, and it's largely uh, local regulations that are standing in the way of much more abundant and lower-cost housing.
0: Yeah. You know, I've got Jerry Howard's number. You think if I gave it to Joe Biden, he would give him a call?
1: (laughs) Well, I'd, I'd like to think so.
0: Yeah, you know, National Association of Home Builders, they know a thing or two. Anyway, Emily, yes. ah, I love you guys at Mercatus. Hey, thanks for bringing this issue out, though. It's a serious issue. I, I know there's a little tinge of sarcasm, but it's my skepticism with the federal government coming in to do, which, by the way, you accurate, accurately bring down to what the states should do, and they fail to do wrong. There's no correlation there between leadership in the states and the cities that we mention at all, right? none at all none at all just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right Emily at least we can leave on a chuckle thanks for joining me today
1: thanks so much for having me David great talking with you
0: Emily Hamilton Senior Research Fellow and Director of the Urbanity Project great project by the way uh, a lot of good information there uh, over at the Mercatus Center at George Mason University ah uh, yes the government without a plan and not calling on the experts coming up with a plan, that's going to work out well. They caused the problem in part. On my social media, my Twitter truth and clout with a T hub at David Webb Show. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on SiriusXM XM Patriot 125.